Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super Ooh. important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally, totally free. free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Today's show is brought to you by the Anatomy of Marriage app, the couple's counseling app that's fast, fun, and never boring. Take your marriage to the next level with interactive communication tools, quick and easy educational videos, conversation starters, sexy bedroom games, and so much more. Get the Anatomy of Marriage app in the App Store or Google Play today. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my fine feathered friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to AOM Radio. Every morning on AOM Radio, we do four things. We do a prayer, we do a gratitude, we do an intention, and then we do some one or two conversation starters from the Anatomy of Marriage app. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pray. Thank you, God, Creator, for your blessings. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the sun. Thank you for another opportunity to grow and have a growth mindset and do good things. I pray that this, I ask that this is helpful to all those that listen, and I pray it's helpful for us too. Thank you. Amensk. So, Amensk. And I thank you, Lord, for friends that actually send you crystals on your birthday. <laughs> Sammy Delano, you're the best. That's right. I have a real crystal that a real friend of mine, real listeners, sent to moi. And you're really wearing and it. And I'm really loving it. I'm loving it. That, so thank yeah. you. You're loving it. Okay. That's right. And so, uh, Prayer, oh, okay, intention. yeah, we, we pray. You know, if you're not, if you don't pray, whatever, that's fine. But taking a minute to connect with your partner or mm-hmm. connect with yourself to a higher power is very important. And that's what we do. So I am thankful. I am thankful for... The espresso maker that you bought 18 years ago, maybe? Me too. This High is, five. This sounds kind of insignificant, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a Starbucks thing. We don't have to get on the whole thing, but it, it is a bulletproof bulldozer of a machine. Right. It has been making probably five coffees a day. It's a home one, right, for, I don't know, 18 years, and it is running strong, and I look forward Sometimes at night, I wish I was already awake in the morning so I could drink coffee. Right. Our right? coffee machine is really, really good. It makes it's a the Starbucks best. espresso machine. Like right. It, it makes the best. One. So thank you for buying that and painting it. It was red. You painted it green. You Celery you, green. You, you painted it green. Who does that? That's so goofy. I do it. But you take care of it, and I'm thankful for that. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, 
I'm thankful that you... So right now we're doing our gratitude. Seth accidentally skipped over intentions. That's okay. Um, but our gratitude, my gratitude for you is that uh, you have fun with the kids. Like you... Or what... I don't know. You were like talking with Hattie last night on her bed and it was just really sweet. I don't mm. know what was going on, but it was just cute. And I love I'm how much she loves you. So thank you for being such a lovable person and a loving dad. Like that is awesome sauce give love to get love i don't that just sounds greedy but anyway intentions do your intentions no, as well talking so about the exchange it's like right. what you put out is what you receive right. good or bad so my intentions are to be more present with you today to talk to you more to mm-hmm. connect and to nice. touch you more that's Thanks. another goes back to that too go ahead boom baby <laughs> okay <laughs> what yeah, is your my, intention my intention is also to uh, uh gsd Get stuff done. Get stuff done. But the S doesn't start stand for stuff. Sure. And also to uh, be present with you. Like, right. Hey, when I'm home, be home, be present, be absolutely awesome. So, okay, we have a question today about a wife wanting sex more than the husband wants it. And we really appreciate all these questions. I always alter your questions because I don't want your spouse to get upset when they hear that you have sent in a question, mm-hmm. if they figure out that it's you. So if the numbers are off by a little bit, that's why. So, and if you have a question, send your send it in to hello at anatomymarriage.com or DM us, whatever. Uh, so it says, hey there, my issue is probably pretty uncommon, so here it goes. Right off the bat, your issue is not uncommon. It's just not talked about very much. Mm-hmm. I am 28 and my husband is 25. We've been married for four years now. My husband is the best man I know. He has an amazing character and integrity. I honestly can't say enough good things about him. He has also refrained from having sex until we were married. I had a long-term partner before my husband and was sexually active. This bothered me at first because my husband really is my soulmate and I wish I would have waited for him. We get along great. We communicate perfectly except in one area, sex. When we do have sex, it is wonderful. We have sex probably two times a month on average. I would like to have sex once a week. Here is where waiting to have sex until you're married is so important. I want to have sex more than he does and I find myself comparing my past relationship with my marriage and I hate it. Mm. All I see is my husband. I only want my husband, but he seems to not need sex as often as I do. I'm used to being the one to say no when asked for sex every single day. And now the tables have turned. I honestly would prefer having this problem than the opposite, but how can I communicate to him that I need more, that I need more without feeling exposed and vulnerable? Uh, spoiler alert, you can't. Um, somehow communicating with him how much I want to have sex is a vulnerable thing for me when I am able to be vulnerable in every other area with him. I have told him I feel how I feel, and he receives it kindly, but nothing changes. I wonder if his transition from refusing sex to sexual freedom has a long adjustment period. If I waited for him, would I even know the difference? Am I making this a bigger deal than it is? Help. Mm. Okay, so here's a couple things. And I immediately <clears throat> thought of... Yeah, I liked how you normalized it. Like mm-hmm. sometimes uh, women are the higher desire partner and that's just a thing. So that's normal. Go read Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski right. and that'll be really helpful. And the first thing I thought about was what Dr. Corey Allen says is how you do... Uh, the way you do sex is the way you do life. Right. So, and this is kind of looking at it from the, the reverse spot. So I want you, I want, just want to possibly point out something here. Maybe... You think that you communicate better than you do. Maybe you think your relationship is better than it is almost. And just follow me here. I I want you to be willing and brave enough to 
die it, to 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 even consider that as a possibility, right? You oh, I'm vulnerable in all the other areas, but not sex. Usually, it's the other way around. Sometimes, if if that makes sense, um, like or or like I'm not vulnerable, and that reflects in our sex life, right? So, I want you to have some real consistent conversations using the clearing structure structure around this. And also, I want him to explore, uh, okay, well, he waited for stuff, so maybe he's like secretly thinking or resenting you for, for not waiting kind of thing. Maybe there's some sexual shame around that because, you know, both both people being under 30, typically, just like in the biological norm, there should be a fairly regular, fairly healthy uh, sex drive and desire levels. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you're saying, what are you saying? Look into that? Like, Yeah, look, look, in, look into all of that and just be, be open to exploring like, oh, maybe, maybe our relationship isn't exactly what I thought because that, everything is a reflection of everything. How you do anything is how you do everything, right? <laughs> so you're thinking... Crystal clear. <laughs> yes, I agree. I hear what you are saying. Holy cows, that was not what I expected to see. Hey, bitchy Lou. Um, so one of the things that comes to mind when I read this question is uh-huh. there's, well, there's a couple things. Like Seth is saying, you're saying, yeah, we get along fine with absolutely everything. That really might actually be a reflection of nothing that we've ever faced is challenging. Mm. That might be what's actually going on. That we've never had to talk about something hard. That, yeah, it's easy to get along when there's nothing hard to get along about. Mm-hmm. Or that you've never actually been vulnerable. That's probably more of what is happening that uh, and and I want to talk about the definition of the the definition of vulnerable. I love this definition. I think it's amazing. So it is an adjective, and it means in danger, in peril, in jeopardy, at risk, unsafe, unprotected. Like vulnerable mm. things are like when an animal tries to go drink from a watering hole. And the lion is sitting in the jungle, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to get him some breakfast. So I want you to change the way that you look at vulnerability in your marriage because I'm pretty sure you're not really going to be subject to attack. Mm -hmm. That's the the way we think of things being vulnerable and we get afraid and we're like, I don't know what to do. If you married someone who's decent, they're not going to attack you, right? If you think they're going to attack you, one, get therapy. Mm -hmm. But two, use the clearing structure. The clearing structure in the Anatomy of Marriage app is a total, totally useful tool for this type of thing. I want to be having... So you would go to anatomyofmarriage.com, you would get the app or at the app store, whatever, mm-hmm. and then you would fill it out. When we only have sex twice a month, I feel sexually frustrated. Mm-hmm. I feel alone. I feel mm-hmm. like you don't think I'm pretty, mm-hmm. whatever that is. And then you go through it all. So, Or maybe he even has some sort of preconceived notion like, okay, I waited until marriage, you're just a... Uh, a floozy that wants sex all the time and then he's judging you kind of thing so maybe he has his own mm-hmm. kind of misguided misperception around that Read and that this one. is this yeah this is really, really good. good one so somebody says coming from someone who abstained there is a mental block that happens when you get married you have told yourself no for so long it's hard to reframe your mind around being allowed, allowed to. to that's great that's right so uh, another quote Dr. Corey Allen says one of the messages that we get from the church and well mainly the church and their messed up view on this is save yourself for marriage save yourself for marriage um sex uh, is gross it's disgusting yeah, save uh, it for the one you love yeah right so don't do it uh you can't you can't it's gross it's like just vile oh when you get married oh this this vile thing you know these gross 
extremities that we put together, you know. <laughs> uh, Lump and ugly. Gross, gross, gross. So it was, oh, now it's perfect. Now it's right. Blessed. Now it's really great. Right. It's, so that's yeah. so messed up. It, it it's it's man. Here's what it is. It's it's like gaslighting. Right. Oh, you don't like this. You don't like this. Oh. oh, but when we're together now, right. it's supposed to be magical and beautiful and all this stuff, right? So, man, that's a really good analogy yeah. that I just came up with. Uh, well, I didn't create gaslighting, obviously. But, um, okay, Bill says, Bill always has something good to say. Uh, I agree. Communication will be key. Some men are used to being in, being in the pursuer role, and when they become the distancer, they find it hard to understand why they lose their desire. I also wonder if the Madonna... Horror complex could be at play here. Uh, that's just kind of funny. Um, I've I've heard of that before, but it's like the sexually um, confident woman kind uh-huh. of thing. Like, uh, yeah, I know what I want. Like, you know, your your book that you're gonna write. Like, I kissed bad sex goodbye. Oh, <laughs> right, that's funny. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> people are gonna see that and go, what What, is, what right. does she mean? Oh, Bill, she's write just a- more about the Madonna horror complex. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it, but I don't know enough about it, and I can. I could make some conclusions, but I don't want mm-hmm. to do that. Bitchy Lou says, at moments at, with the Mobleys, that's a great point, especially being raised in church. Nobody talks about it. What happens when you get married and are right. allowed? Right. That's right. And that's just, man, I have so many thoughts on that, and we won't go down that kind of... No, we should talk well, about that. But here's the thing mm-hmm. I do want to address in the actual question itself. There's a handful of things that I think are super important that this person actually said. They do write in the question, I wonder if his transition from refusing sex to sexual freedom, which I just want to say, I am Mm -hmm. not sure that his low sex drive or lower desire state is the equivalent of refusing sex. Mm -hmm. So I want to be very clear. You use that language in your question. I don't know if he's actively refusing sex Mm -hmm. or he doesn't want it. Those are not the same things. And yeah, and that is... Would be nor well can be fairly normal also. So yeah, refusing is, it, I mean, so refusing is like no, we're, Reject, I'm, yeah. I'm not going turning to. away. But low does low desire is like, I don't know. I'm just I'm not I'm not in the in the mood, you right. know, kind of right. thing. And sometimes, oh, believe it or not, men get like that. Right. Right. And, and, so, sometimes I would rather go to sleep. Most times I don't. Really- <laughs> Uh, but i do want to say also that in this in this statement there's a a sort of a general a bigger picture i want to talk about for lots of people in any relationship that uh sexuality is like an energy right if you think of it just like an energy like going to a football game um doing something Mm -hmm. that gets you all jazzed going jogging it's an energy so and now think about the time when like you've had your spouse comes home from a concert and they're like whoa the best ACDC concert ever. No. I don't even know. I'm on a Marth. And you're like, oh my gosh, I've just been like doing laundry. Why are you so mm-hmm. weird? Like the energy levels are really opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. With oh, the- you're so judgy. Why are you so weird? <laughs> I'm coming home from something exciting. Let, let me keep on. So the same thing with like a, a mom who, or a stay-at-home parent who's been at home all day. Kids talking to them. They're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear another thing about anything. Mm-hmm. I just want like to sit and watch TV and drink wine or something. And then their partner comes home and they're like, I've done the best business deal ever. I'm amazing. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And you're like, this is the worst. So the you've experienced these... Um, Unlined, uh, misaligned energies before, right? Sexuality, sex, sexual, uh, sexual energy. 
sexual energy is no different, right? So the reason I'm bringing all of this up is this wife is like, I'm feeling frisky. And the husband's like, I'm just reading an article. Mm -hmm. That does not mean that your energies cannot eventually align. Bullying will not get you there. Asking your husband why he doesn't want to have sex will definitely not get well, you there. Well, you can ask a question in no, no, a, just, in just a, in a don't, don't, good way. I, I, I'm going to really push firmly back on that because I don't think that you could ask, Great. Why, why don't you want to have sex? <laughs> what I would rather have you do is get the um, Anatomy of Marriage app and do the intimacy conversation starters. Mm -hmm. If you talk in a way that is fun and genuine long enough about bumping uglies... <laughs> <laughs> Why are they ugly? Oh, gosh. Uh, if you do that long enough, your partner may get in the mood. Your your energies might actually align. Uh, the other options are, too, that you could um, get the Just Between Us app. Mm. Our co our app co-creator developed that app. It's a photo sharing app. So, like, literally take a picture of your boobs and text it to your husband. It is double encrypted so the programmers can't see your boobs text that to your husband oh my gosh you've been talking about boobs so much lately what i've it's got funny. some oh okay that's that's <laughs> enough uh, jesse says they are very different a lot of the times first brings tension from both sides right so okay back to what bill was saying what oh geez that's a long thank so you bill. i think that i was way off on the madonna complex so i stand corrected a man with a madonna whore complex is a man who will sleep with and lust right for a sexual and beautiful woman but he will never respect her as wife material and that he will never marry her in his eyes she's tainted impure unworthy and the status of a wife yet he may possess passionate and contradictory feelings for her he may even be in love with her but will never allow himself to be with her in any real sense he will look for a good girl to marry usually a woman who is cold sexually but for example is good at wifely domestic things cooking cleaning homemaking in general etc a proper pure madonna type woman who will bear his children mm, urban dictionary Right, All and right. we're talking about Madonna as in like the Virgin Mary, not Madonna the singer. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, N.W. Kelly says, we have a similar issue. We have we had a great sex life, and now we hardly have sex at all. We also have two kids, and I'm stuck putting the kids to bed every night, but still want sex intimacy more than him. Right. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So you need to do something that changes it up, right? right. Uh, one of my favorite things in, in to tell clients, which they probably hate me for, I look at them straight in the eye and say, Nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. And I right. say that 800 times. <laughs> we're talking about the same thing. Nothing changes. Oh, we're, if, oh, we're still talking about the changes. same thing? You're cute. That was fun. And then another 800 time, right? Mm -hmm. So the point of that is we can get stuck in this rut of listening to all the podcasts, going to all the seminars, doing all the things, as as um, uh, Miss Kev on stage, all the things, would say. <laughs> but we can do those things all day. Nothing changes if nothing changes, right? right. So you have to say, okay, uh, let's have a conversation about this. And I disagree with you. You can absolutely have a conversation about sex like this. Like, So I could say, hey, you know, there's this question that I've been uh, wondering. Like, I'm going to use the clearing structure, all this stuff. And it's not just like, well, I just want to have sex. Uh. Right? It's, hey, uh, you know, I've been pursuing you in this way. Is there anything I'm doing wrong or is there something that i can do different because it it seems like you don't want to have sex uh, okay let me tell you what you in the audience there listening with can't the ears, ask a question listen to me what would what would invite you into sexual pleasure let me give you two options and you tell me a or b a here's option a so i've noticed lately um 
I'm not you saying struggle. like you say nah. that like on pillow talk um, or anything like that. That you struggle with intimacy. I would like to have oh my uh, more intimacy. Is there anything I may do? <sighs> or B, I text you a picture of my boobs. What are you, Dwight Schrute? <laughs> so A or B, like A or B, which one? You want to do some like naughty conversation starters and get in the mood? Or would you like a professor to talk to you weirdly? <laughs> and then somehow, oh, I like sex now. Yes, please. That's uh, not going to happen. So I, I don't want... Um, I don't want this lady to ask her husband that question. I don't think it will be helpful. Okay. Uh, And also too, like with the comment with we've got little or you have kids and you got to put them to bed. How old are your kids? I would love to know because there are, again, nothing changes if nothing changes. If you do the same thing that you did last week, last night to get your kids in bed and you still didn't have sex that night or whatever, don't do the same thing again. Mm -hmm. Come up with a different plan. Come up with a different strategy. Read anything from Jocko Willink about discipline equals freedom, those kinds of things. Is that Jocko Willink? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And set up a new structure so that you can get uh, to mission success. Seven and three. So young, so I'm uh, assuming they go to bed early. But what what she is saying is she puts the, the kids to bed and then husband is just kind of not interested you know, I talk to him about it. Like, hey, are are you preoccupied? Or do conversation starters, okay. sexy conversation starters. I, right. I guarantee you, no person is going to want to talk about that stuff and then get in the mood to do that stuff. Okay. All right. So I just really, like, so you don't, saying, so, like, so, it's so like this. this. No, hold on. This is what you're saying. So if the wife uh, is, is higher, a higher desired partner, <laughs> let the wife do sexy stuff. I have the best analogy ever. There is a reason that restaurant menus have photos and not just descriptions. The restaurant menu does not say, ooh, are you hungry? Would you like to have um, food? That's only at teriyaki and sushi restaurants. No, it's not. (laughs) That's why Bakery Nouveau has Instagram. So you look at those luscious mousses and you say to yourself, I want a raspberry mousse right now with gold foil, whatever. raspberry mice. Right. So there's a reason. One is inviting and one is like so boring you don't even care. Somebody says, you guys are talking about do two different things. Helping someone get in the mood in that moment versus trying to change feelings around sex for the future. That's very true. Exactly. So yeah, you're saying... But this lady's trying to get more. Okay. And I'm trying to help this lady get more. Okay, yeah. So you're you're talking about it from the, the... the uh, the wife perspective, yeah, right. very good observation, very good, Austin Motley. So thank you. So now, okay, so that was me trying to get the wife to get more. So that so don't have a weird conversation that sounds like your physician is talking to you. Just do the sex and intimacy starters right. in the or conversation starters in the Anatomy of Marriage app, or get just between mm-hmm. us. Send some pics to your. Lover. So hold on. You know, some dudes may be listening to this and going, oh my gosh, I wish my wife was that way, you know, and like getting all judgy and stuff like that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That is not helpful. That will only build resentment. That yeah. will only, how about this? If you if you have a conversation like that with your wife, hey, listen, today's episode, oh, you, you know, she wants it more than him. You're uh, a jerk. Do you act, no, no, you're not a jerk. <laughs> do you actually think that that will benefit you? Will that get you more? No. No, it won't. Hello. No, it will get you it, less. It will not. So I want everybody listening to ha- every dude listening to have a super wise mind about that and have these conversations, right? If you, uh, you know, if, if that's, just use the clearing structure on that, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> right and invite intimacy don't uh request it in that way right let's see i am curious what do you think women find wait i am curious do you think women find sexual rejection more hurtful than men most of 
the time. <laughs> Men are the pursuer and are used to getting rejected. But I notice when I am not in the mood, my wife seems to be more hurt than I am allowed to be. Mm. I think part of it is just cultural. Honestly, men have more experience getting rejected. So I think there's like an <laughs> element of you ask for it more, you're used to how to handle it. So you're you're saying just by number of ratio, it's like uh, we get rejected more because we ask for it more? Yeah, I mean that's So it's a numbers game? Part of it. How about I think this? Is. Okay, so regardless of the numbers, if you and I were equal, you know, we're a, a thousand times pursuer a thousand times rejector, right? Or whatever. Um, so you haven't been in the mood more often than I haven't, right? Mm-hmm. I think I honestly, there's probably like two times when you wanted, maybe three times when you wanted to do stuff and I was like, no. But I felt so bad about saying no because I don't want to have like, yeah, can, I, because of number nine, yeah. Enneagram stuff, like conflict avoidance, stuff like that. I was like, this is going to cause a fight if I say no, which is a whole nother thing that I can explore yeah, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But did that hurt your feelings? Were you just like, oh, okay. It didn't hurt my feelings. But also because I am always very much on the <laughs> fence about sex. I'm like, well, I could have sex or I could sleep. They're mm-hmm. both good options. So mm-hmm. when you say no, I'm like, oh, I get to sleep. <laughs> right. Like it's okay. not- so, but for guys, it we I think that, I'm not going to generalize, but that's a good, great question, Bill. I do take it like, well, ugh, because men connect, and the research bears this out, men connect through sex, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like, oh, I'm making a bid for connection. If we want to talk about real connection in John and Julie Gottman's work, mm-hmm. a bid for connection is like, hey, sex is just, it's just not like, you know, and right. go, I just want to have an orgasm. It's not that. It's more than that. So it feels like getting rejected emotionally more in that way. You know what I'm saying? And maybe for you, you're like, oh, well, I connected all day with him. We talked and had a great conversation. Right. Ugh, sex, not sex. I don't care. Go to sleep. Right. Well, kind of I think I hear what you're saying, and I think that's a good, very good point. I think for women, though, also, because unless your wife is like um, – very like a high desire and does this all the time or something there's usually uh, an element of like tries to <laughs> whatever i'm trying to say sorry that initiate reminds... sex that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> that reminds me of what one of my our kids said a while back this is maybe he was like eight or nine years old and uh he saw somebody smoking and he was like dad have you done the cigarettes before? <laughs> Have you done the cigarettes? It was it was, it Anyhow, was really so Sorry. if you're so what I'm trying to say about this idea is that if your wife is constantly getting turned down, like in this case, um, there. Okay, let me say that again. You got me super distracted. Sorry. Sorry. In for most women, if they are not the higher desire and they are the lower desire spouse and they are approaching you, this is the case in our marriage. If I'm approaching you with intimacy, if I'm saying, okay, I've like, so here's what it's like. I've thought about this a lot. If I, if I get to the point where I'm approaching you because you would approach me every nine minutes if you could, but I don't think about it. I don't Mm -hmm. care about it. I've got kids, you know, dangling around my ankles. It's not in my brain space at all so if i take the time to put that in my brain space and then actually approach you it is almost like um like it's embarrassing to be 
turned down is, mm. is what I'm trying to get at for Bill's question. Oh, okay. It's not so, that it's like, right. oh, I want sex so bad. You're turning me down. Ugh. It's like, I'm right. embarrassed now. I feel like an idiot. Like I put all this mental energy. Like what if I even shave my legs? Right. Right. What if I even put on lingerie and you just don't even know or whatever? Right. Like what if I did all this preparing and all this like mind stuff right. because that's what I have to do to it's get into like, the mood. And then you're just like, I don't care. It's kind of like you're going to be a presenter at a conference and nobody shows up. Right. And you're so like, I'm not Maybe saying Maybe my material wasn't as good as I thought. This is kind of... Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's whatever. But if that's the case, that's something to consider. And I'm, But I would also mm-hmm. say to the wife in this situation, don't. it's not fair to be more hurt than you allow your partner to be hurt mm. when you well, decline Explain them. that. What do you mean? Let's see. It says, that's how we nines feel too. We just don't show it. Mm-hmm. Start showing it, Bill. <laughs> What's up, Mallory? Good morning. <laughs> now I'm mad at you because you're a nine. <laughs> uh, I feel like there was something else I was going to say, but now I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But I do think there are really easy steps that you can take to get more intimacy if that's what you're looking for. One, do not say, see, this person wants sex all the time. Why can't you be like that? Mm-hmm. Never, ever do a why can't you sentence. Like right. that is the worst thing you could possibly do because that's comparison comparison is thief of joy right it is never gonna and then your partner will never forget the why can't you just mm. sentence right but you can do things like get apps that encourage that kind of stuff also if you only make sex your focus and you're not actually focusing on the health and well-being of the entire relationship that mm. will also burn you like mm. if you say oh yeah i want better sex and intimacy but we never talk i don't care what hobbies they have like you're you're not going to get mm-hmm. better sex and intimacy. That's it's right. a, it's biopsychosocial, spiritual. It's the whole deal. It is. So uh, I'm just kind of just hearing you talk and talking about biopsychosocial, spiritual. I just felt really grateful that you guys are listening and that we can do this together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because it is normalizing conversations. It's real help for real couples. And, you know, the thing that I thought of yesterday, which I, I don't think you liked, but it's like this is a marriage and coaching podcast for people that actually want to change, right? I don't want... Seth wants that to be our new slogan instead well, of real help for real couples. It, it, well, it, The real actual podcast that changes marriage for people who really want to change. No, it's just an idea. Like I, I've done therapy for a long time and I've had clients over and over and over who just come back literally month after month, week after right. week, year after year. And and almost nothing is different, and you know, uh, it's it's really frustrating, you know. So I don't. Okay, do you want to? How about this? I've spoken at conferences and stuff to different crowds, and you can always tell, you know, the people that don't give an f right. about what you're saying, right? And that is so demoralizing right. and so just like this is a waste of time but then mm-hmm. there's crowds like i've spoken to well really you know hundreds of people right and or uh, an audience of 30 but every single one of right. those were like yes full on and engaging in, yeah. and like yes what all this stuff it is it is a billion times better right mm-hmm. so when i think of like what we do and uh coaching and the clients that we get for coaching those are people who really want to change right and you know how life-giving it is to have a conversation and like bounce ideas off of people mm-hmm. and encourage and do that stuff if you have any questions by the way go to coaching at anatomy or email coaching at anatomy uh it's like i want people who want to be there right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i attract people who want to be there because 
just, I had some clients yesterday, you know, not coaching clients, but other clients. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally the same thing over and right. over and over. Right. And it, it's, at some point, it's like, you know, you led that wa- you led that horse to the same water. Mm-hmm. It's clean, different water, right? Right. It's not just crappy, moldy water. It's right. it's it's brand new, clean water. The same opportunity over and over and right. over. And then, as as a leader, you know, the the person with the bridle and the lead rope, you're like, what am I doing? They're not going to drink, right? And it's not a judgment. It's right. not a it's not a anything. It's like. This is real, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know. I just came to a, I just came to a point yesterday. It was like, this. Th- okay, I. This is real help for real couples, right? Yeah. But it's also marriage co- marriage coaching for people that want to change. So thank you for allowing me to do that. So my husband. Uh, so thinks, my husband thinks sex is needed but never tries to date me and thinks I'm dumb because all I want for him is to check in, text me at least once a day. This idea uh, and his idea of intimacy is, can we do it? Right. Okay. So husband, that's lame. And wife, don't judge your husband because of what I just said, right? Sometimes men don't know this, right? But if we're not willing to change and you've told him over and over, then step it up, bro. Bro, uh, husband. Does your husband watch the show? And if he does, if he says that you are dumb, that's a different conversation. Yeah, that's not. Uh, you that's made not cool. me mad just now. <laughs> uh, like, if, if feeling that he thinks you're dumb is different than if he's actually calling you dumb. Mm-hmm. And if your husband watches the show or you send this show to him, you are not welcome to call your wife dumb. That's exact mundo. So, but a lot of guys also have to unlearn and relearn what emotional connection really is absolutely right and that might be a thing so i want to be objective and give him some benefit of the doubt not if he's doing stupid stuff and calling you dumb and whatever but Mm -hmm. maybe he has no idea about that so he has to go out and get some education around that bill says it's never easy to for folks to get out of their narrative habits for some are very hard to break Yes, they are. And uh, I'm reading right now The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And he talks about what we have talked about before, about those neural pathways, right? And they can be broken. They absolutely can be broken. And you just have to be willing and aware right. and uh, put in the hard work well, to do Well, and so. I want... He says, uh, no, he has a flip phone, <laughs> which is funny. So does your dad. I know. Um, I wish I had a flip phone. Sometimes it would be great for distractions and ADD. But they anyway. have phones that are for people with ADD. You know that, right? I don't know if you know that. So anyway, um, I think what I, I want to use this analogy, mm-hmm. we may have said it before, but like when we talk about neural pathways and the, like what fires together, wires together in your brain. So let's say every single day I go work out at the gym and then I drive past the donut shop and I get a donut, right? Some people do this. Mm-hmm. Your brain will eventually be like, yeah, that's the route that you take home because a donut equals working out, working out equals a donut. I like mm-hmm. this. And it makes like a super highway. It like clears. If Imagine, <laughs> right. Imagine that you're out in the forest. You've done that so many times that you've made a big wide path mm-hmm. that now working out equals donut equals this, right? That's what your brain is going to do. We all have those for every different area of our life. How we do the dishes, how we eat, what we eat, what we say, how we treat our children, how we treat our spouse, how mm-hmm. we have sex, how we don't have sex. We have super highways that we have like dug out and worn down over years of doing them, right? right? So when you want to make a new pattern, a new habit, it's like standing in the woods that is like, you know, salal kudzu. Nobody knows what covered. That is. What the crap? 
crap. Salau and kudzu are very, very specific <laughs> to right. kind of small regions Ivy, of the weeds. world. I don't know. Like, think of the thickest forest that you can think of. Right. That you're like, this is awful. How am I going to get through this? There's brambles and sticks. No one has mm-hmm. gone through this forest. It's not cleared out. And right. you have to get... Not you cannot walk through it. You certainly can't drive a car through it like you did your old habits. So now you've got a hatchet, a handsaw, and some work boots on. You got to get a machete, yeah. and start slinging. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So okay, a hatchet, a machete, a work saw, or whatever you said, handsaw. Those are tools, right? So this podcast, the Anatomy of Marriage app, uh, counseling, all these things are tools, right? Boom. So you go out there, you get your tool, right? You got to first of all think, oh yeah, okay, this is a good idea. The pre-contemplation right. phase. Then you go into the contemplation phase. Hey, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is good. I've decided mm-hmm. it's good. <laughs> And then you go into the action phase. You get that, you get, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you get that machete and you start slinging. Right. You, you cut a new path and it's going to be hard. You're not going to go where to go. Somebody over here on the path that you've been on for 100 years is going to go, what are you doing? You're crazy. You're going to get lost, right. man. What are you doing? Just Ugh. use the path you always use. No, that's resistance, right? And sometimes we even get that from our own spouse. And right. I'll go back to the example, not calling you out, but it's a good lesson. When I started 75 hide hard, <laughs> You were hemming and hawing saying you could devote these hours I to your I wasn't hemming and hawing. I was mad. Right. I was full on mad right? at Right. So that's the resistance. But we pushed through it. And then, oh, guess what? Hello. She started 75 hard. And oh, guess what? Hello. I'm on phase three. And I'm unbelievably excited to total up all the hours and all the books I've read and all the stuff I've done. How many right. gallons of water I've drank since January 2nd, 2020. Despite all the S that happened in 2020, right. we are... Crushing it, right? And it's awesome. So get your machete, cut that new path. I'm preaching. Cut that new path and go for it. Because guess what? Once you do it and once you do it over and over, then that becomes a new neural pathway that you want. Right. That you were very uh, intentional about. So go for it. All right. Let's read read a question. Hold No. I have some more thoughts. Um, the other thing I want to say too about spouses who who uh, just simply okay, the spouse who just thinks connection is like penal vaginal sex, like they just go, that's the that's all I want. I don't care about anything else. I will tell you right now, biopsychosocial spiritual. You as a person are many, many, many parts. You're not just like a wiener. Mm-hmm. You're lots of other things. And can you imagine how amazing the experience would be if your wiener center was connected to like all of the rest of you and sex was like this way bigger crazier thing than you thought it could ever be that can happen but you can't it, you will never get to that place if you if you literally what's the word you're like taking the amazingness that is sexual intimacy and making it like an oreo mm. you're like oh what's the best thing i can eat hmm i d- definitely wouldn't be like el buy in spain i think i'll just settle for like four M&Ms. Like you're taking something right. that if you don't know, you don't know. If you've never been to a three, five-star Michelin fine dining in Paris, you have no idea how amazing a croque monsieur either, is on the in Paris, right? Like if you've never... What's the best food you've ever eaten? There's a lot, so Name I one. In what place did you eat it? Maybe those little custards in Portugal. That is exactly... Well, no, I was thinking of the creme brulee in... Uh, oh, Ireland. Uh, in Dublin, right. Okay, creme brulee in Ireland, served by the Italian waiter, right? right? I don't know why, but yeah. And it was so good, right? Mm-hmm. And then think about 
like, have you had a, a sexual experience that's similar, that's full body like that? Mm-hmm. But would you have ever known that you could have that if you thought the best food in the world was like a Snickers? No. No, right? So you guys don't know what you're missing. How about that? That's right. Okay, so uh, get get that old app out and let's answer one question from, <laughs> let's see, intimacy just for fun, let's get started, which I don't let's know. Let's get started. What? You're so bizarre. Why am I so uh, bizarre? Because that's not a category. I think it is. It's not. It's a... Okay, conversation starters. All right. Here we Stay go. with us. Um, I think we've answered like all okay. of Okay, tell me about a time when I helped you through something difficult. You're asking me? Yeah. Because um, I just asked you. I asked <laughs> you, so. I think the times when I've had like really uh, injuries, like or sicknesses and stuff like that, my appendix, uh the death of my grandmother, the death of Ellie, the death mm. of Chelsea and mm. Jessica. You've helped me through those things. Mm. That's what I can think of immediately are Thanks. those kinds of difficult things. What about you? Ow! Sorry, you have What's an wrong eyelash. wrong with you? <laughs> you have an eyelash. I'm sorry. You scratched my I face. I too. Sorry. What? How have I helped you through something difficult? Well, Minus. you didn't help me by yeah. removing an come eyelash on, right come now. Come on. Thanks for that. Uh, I think that you have pushed me and... Uh, help me get over some self-limiting beliefs when I get in a real funk or like when I drank too much and I'm talking stupid oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember one time we were in an argument and you yelled, Seth Studley, no, or something because I was like just going down some kind of like super negative thing. You remember that a long time ago? Golly, I hate it when you do that. But what? yes, I do. When you like get in that path and you're like, oh, you're yeah. like a bulldozer. I think that we, okay, hashtag real talk. You hate it, yeah, but you helped me through it, yes. and I'm not gonna, we're not going to talk about it right now, but uh, that's a good thing, and we we all get there, right? Right. You, you've said stupid stuff, and I'm oh, like, oh gosh, yeah. What? Uh, no. I've said more stupid stuff than I haven't said Well, right, so stuff. that's that's fine. Da- <laughs> Bill says, damn, Mel punch Seth again. <laughs> I was trying to gently sweep <laughs> something from his eye. eye. Like My nails freaking, just happen to be long. Like a puma cat. Let's don't read another one. No, we gotta, that one's a good no, we got to go. So, all right. We love you guys. Remember, if anything we've said, we're like, oh, that sounds good, or I need help with that, uh, we partner with Faithful Counseling. So go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy marriage if you need mm-hmm. counseling. And from a licensed counselor, uh, you need to go get the help. If you're thinking about it, oh, I can do it. I can white knuckle. I can get through it. No, please don't think like me sometimes, right? <laughs> you need help. You need to reach out. So go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. And you guys... We also do coaching, and mm-hmm. it is electric. It is electrified, <laughs> right? <laughs> it really is. For you guys that want to step up your game or thinking, you know what? I don't need counseling. I'm, I'm processed some of that stuff, but I do feel just kind of stuck. I'm at a little impasse mm-hmm. on these relationship goals, body goals, spiritual anything. goals, Parenting. anything. Yeah. You know, we need accountability. The times that, that other dudes that I've respected have kicked my butt have, have been uh, the pivotal times mm. in therapy we call them nodal events these events that were like things are different after that right, right? Yeah, like a before and after right and when we did coaching last year it was a huge thing before and after okay let's do this right so email any questions at coaching at anatomy of mm-hmm. email those today do it you know you want to ask right. anything you want uh, i'll even jump on a call with you to answer those questions to get you that help because you know something's out there, right? right? You and know you, something's more. We do individual or couples coaching. So if you both want help, 
We will do it that way. If just one of you wants help or if you're not even in a relationship and you need help, we do all of that. So right. don't let the relationship part of it mess you up. That's right. See you tomorrow, Friday. Happy Friday. Let's go out there. Let's kick some butt. Let's be intentional. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have all an right. amazing day. Bye. Bye. Bye.